Hello, and welcome to Put Your Nuts Out There, the podcast bringing you the no BS approach to food and body freedom, giving you actionable tips to build a better mindset and ultimately help you create the life you're truly hungry for with your host, me, Renee Sager. Hello, thanks for coming back. And last episode, I started touching on kind of a whole different topic, which I thought would be appropriate to just dig into today since I kind of got into it last week. And if you don't remember, you can always go back and listen to that episode on sugar. But what I started talking about towards the end was that mental restriction. So when I was talking about eating cereal and feeling like um, I was never, I shouldn't be doing this and I, I, this is the last time that I'm going to get it. That is mental restriction. So I cannot take credit for this. This is a concept that I learned from my mentor, Isabel Fox and Duke, who is amazing. And I don't know if she came up with it or got it from one of her mentors, but either way, I, this was a real, um, this was a kind of a game changer for me because this was something that was one of the last things to go for me that I was completely unaware of. It was something that when the light was shown on it, I was like, whoa, I had no idea that I was doing this. And this really goes to show you how sneaky diet mentality is. Diet mentality is like a fish in water. And and you talk to the fish and you're like, how's the water? And he's like, what water? And this is how diet mentality is in our culture is that we, it's, it's everywhere that we are so unaware that our thinking is tainted by this, that our thinking is produced from this. Basically, like all of those good and bad foods, this is enough, this is too much, I shouldn't eat anymore, I shouldn't be hungry already, all of that stuff, that is learned. That is a learned thing. I mean, I like to refer back to children because they haven't really been tainted by diet culture at that point. They haven't been tainted by basing your worthiness as a human off of your pant size or what your abs look like or how big your butt is. They're just like doing their thing. They're just being kids, eating what sounds good, and they wouldn't care less if they had two cookies at noon and then two more cookies at 1245 and then two more cookies at 115. Like they wouldn't. But if we do, as adults, we're like, oh my gosh, something's wrong here. I can't be, I cannot be trusted around this. This is, this is a problem. This is it. After this, no more. After this, I'm throwing it away. After this, I'm never buying it again. Who's been there? Who's finished off that pint of ice cream or those bag of chips or the box of Reese's and been like, all right, this is it. After I'm just going to eat the rest. I'm just going to eat the rest and never buy it again for like two days. And then I'm going to go back and buy it again. Like, hello, I did that for years. I can't even tell you how many times I had that. But that thinking is the mental restriction. So there's physical restriction. So when healing your relationship with food, like physical nourishment 
Getting enough calories has to be number one. Like if you are malnourished, you will continue to feel out of control around food. It will be high on your list of priorities. You will constantly be occupied by those thoughts. You will be obsessed about calories and nutrition information and recipes and just, it's going to consume you. Okay. So step one, we got to get the, we got to make sure you're eating enough, which again, I'm not a dietitian, not my thing, but step two is catching that mental restriction. And again, this is very sneaky. So pay attention over this next week to times where you catch this. Mental restriction is thinking what I mentioned earlier that, okay, but after this, I'm not having any more. So let's say you are out at a party or just at your house, just at your house. And there are some cookies and you have a couple, but while you have the couple, you're not really enjoying the couple. If you, if you're being honest with yourself, you're not really just tasting them and savoring them and enjoying them. Odds are, if you're in mental restriction, is you're thinking how many calories are in this? How am I going to burn these off? What else did I eat today? Is this going to make me fat? Do I need to go to the gym later? What else can I have for the rest of the day? And that tape starts running. And so you're not enjoying the cookies. And in fact, once you finish them, you probably didn't even know that they're gone at that point. And then you feel like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did that. What's wrong with me? I shouldn't even have done that to begin with. And then welcome to the guilt and shame spiral. Guilt and shame. What do we do when we feel that? We eat, all right? That is a number one coping skill for dieters around the world (laughs) is to eat. And so once we finish those two, we then go back for two more. And then more guilt the whole time we're eating. Oh my gosh, I shouldn't even be doing this. What's wrong with me? And then two more. And then we just forget it. Let's just finish it off so we don't have to put ourselves through this again tomorrow. Let's just be done with it. Let's get it out of the house. Because if you're like I was, just throwing it away ain't going to cut it. (laughs) Okay? You know how many times I've got back in the garbage can and pulled out some food? Come on. That is not going to work. But that mental restriction is, again, that was a huge thing for me to realize that I was doing. You know, anytime a client says to me, well, I had too much. I shouldn't have had that much. I shouldn't have been hungry again. Like, who says? Who says that? Who who gets to decide what enough is for you? And what do we think or how do we feel When we tell ourselves that, how do we feel when we're thinking, I've had too much? Guilt. And the guilt is always optional. I want you to remember that. The guilt is always optional. If you had 15 cookies, fine. You had 15 cookies. You might not feel very well. (laughs) You're probably going to have a stomach ache. But the guilt, like, no. It's not going to serve you. So much of this work is getting back in touch with your body. Like I can't tell you how many times I hear, 
But if I don't control what I'm eating, I'm never gonna stop. When you're listening to your body, though, you probably aren't going to want 15 cookies. It's not going to feel good. But when you have that mental restriction playing in the back of your head, telling you that this could be the last time you ever get these, you better believe you're going to wreck that box of cookies. Okay? And then destroy the evidence. So be aware of this. Question that. Question that thinking. This is where you push back on diet mentality. You know, so much of this is rooted in in fat phobia and weight bias. Like, yeah, that's, that's a real thing, okay? We can talk about that later. But just start to notice that. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Even though... You're telling yourself while you're eating the cookies that you're not even getting to enjoy or the ice cream or the cheesecake or the brownies. The whole time you're eating them, you're telling yourself, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I shouldn't be doing this. This is too many. What are they doing? Are they looking at me? Do you know? think that they're looking at how many I've had? I wonder how many they've had. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. I can't be trusted. I just need to get away from this stupid feline. All of that isn't even stopping you from eating the things, right? <laughs> like you're you're telling yourself that in hopes of like shaming yourself out of the behavior. But in fact, it's doing the opposite. In fact, it's propelling you to grab more, to hide, to eat really fast, to hope no one catches you, to just finishing the rest so you don't have to deal with this tomorrow. Food is not a moral issue. Just because Sally had a salad, I didn't even plan on saying the two S's, but it sounds great together, for lunch, and you go for pizza, does not make her any better than you. And these are, again, these are hard things to shake. I would want to wait behind people at restaurants like, oh, okay, how should I order? <laughs> how, what should I order? What are they going to get? Are we going for like something big? Are we like being nice, polite, feminine ladies and getting a salad with the dressing on the side? What are we doing today? You know what? I go off of them because I just had no trust in myself. I had no trust in my body. And you may be feeling that too. You may be feeling that like, I just don't, I just, you're just not there yet. And that is okay. Give yourself the time to recreate this relationship. Your relationship with yourself is exactly the same as your relationship with your partner or your relationship with any friends. Like, it doesn't just get good overnight. Think about how long you've known your partner or your best friend. Think about how many things you've been through, all the ups and downs. Think of all the presents you bought them. Think of all the cards that you sent them. Think of all the times you checked in on them and you were kind to them and you lifted them up when they were feeling down and you offered them support. The relationship with yourself is exactly the same. It is a, it is a relationship that needs to be nourished. It is a relationship that needs to be tended to. And it is one that needs to be cared for because if you were talking to your friend the way that you spoke to yourself, odds are that relationship probably wouldn't be very well. 
it would probably be pretty distant. (laughs) So really pay attention to that. Pay attention to the thoughts that are going on in your head. Pay attention to that mental restriction and really ask yourself, like, is this thought serving me? I love that question. I love that question. And who would I be without this thought? I love that one. Apply it to any situation, whatever is causing you stress or anxiety. Who would I be without this thought? There's one other thing in this kind of same vein of emotional and mental restriction, and that is that there is a big difference between satisfied and full because we don't eat dessert because we're hungry. Okay. We don't, we're not having chocolate cake after a big steak dinner because we're starving. Typically when we're hungry, we want the, the main foods, right? We want some protein. We want some fat. We want some vegetables. We need some carbs, all of those things. And when we have a dessert, that's more of an emotional hunger. That is more for feeling satisfied. There's nothing wrong with having something sweet after every meal. I've seen so many people get really hung up on this of, oh my God, I just have to eat something sweet after every meal. Now I will say there's a little bit of a difference between that the compulsion, you feel like you have to, like you will kill someone versus you just kind of have a craving and you want one, you know? And I will say that the, probably the difference is going to be mental versus physical restriction. The more we restrict it, the worse we want it. I, for one, have something sweet every single day, sometimes a couple times a day, you know, maybe some chocolate, Tootsie Rolls, popsicles, ice cream. I don't know, but I just do. It's not usually anything huge. Sometimes it is. Sometimes we load up on Froyo all the toppings. Sometimes it's just like a bite of chocolate, you know, but there is a difference between being satisfied and being full and know that, notice the difference between those two that, yeah, I just want something sweet. I just want to feel satisfied. You know, yeah, I'm full, but there's just that little, that little like itch that I want, just a little something, just a little something sweet. There's nothing wrong with that. We fight that a lot. I see it a lot in a lot of clients. And I thought that this would be a good opportunity to just kind of bring that little tidbit up that food is emotional. Food fills an emotional need. Sometimes we want something solely for the purpose of filling that emotional need. All right. That's all I have for you this week. I will catch you next time. I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here and listening and taking time to let me into your little ear holes. It means the world to me. It would also mean the world to me if you would just take a hot little second and subscribe to the show and leave a review. This helps other people who have been where you're at or are currently where you're at find this podcast. And that is the greatest gift you could give to me. Thanks for hanging in there.